Que Spooky Podcast contains explicit language and content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, go ahead. We're recording. Hi, welcome to the Guest Spooky Podcast, where two married guys share stories of paranormal encounters, urban legends, true crime, and other scary things from around the world. I'm Andres. And I'm Kevin. And I bet you thought that you knew what our intro was, and we just switched it up on you. Oh, no intro for this. No wow. Year, no year this. By the way, we're married to each other, not to other people. <laughs> if it wasn't clear. Yes. We're LGBTQers. You know what people refer to that as? It's the alphabet the mafia. Alphabet. Yes, I, I I've been seeing that, that a lot lately. I saw that the other day. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. It's cute. I kind of like it. Anyway, currently sitting in a room with a pride flag right behind Kevin. Yes, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So today, coming to you live from a studio audience, like every other episode, are two cats. And I don't know why, but every time we record, they decide to play around. They love it. I don't know why Leo like loves smacking that fucking side of that box. It's like any other time of the day or any other time of the month, really. He's not interested. What but is that box? I don't know. It's he's just like, part I w- of the scenery. He's like, I would love to know what's inside that. It's like Leo, and he's like, I'm just, I'm just a cute little baby. I'm just looking around. Oh my god, here he comes. Yeah, I see him. He knew we were talking about him. <laughs> he's literally staring at me from. Hold on, he has a straw in his mouth. Hold on, I'll be right back. Hey, little baby fat girl. My little baby Leo loves playing with straws. He says, you know what? Fuck those toys you bought for me. Give me the trash and the packaging from the toys and I'll play with that instead. Period. And then shove his little toy rats under our closet door and then act like his life is over because he can't reach them because he pushed them too far behind the door. Honestly, cats are very much simpletons when they come to certain things like that. Like, Leo lives for his little rats. He's got a collection of four of them. Yeah. Yeah. He had a Palmon, like the Digimon, oh, but then he, he loves destroyed Palmon. it and keeps putting it, it. It's weird. It's like he thinks that she needs a bath, <laughs> so then he dumps her in their water that they drink, and then all of a sudden, you'll go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and you fucking step on a oh wet plushie. It's the worst fucking feeling. Especially I feel like wearing I, socks. Yes. Wearing socks and stepping on that wet Palmon. Ugh. Okay. And it's because I walked down the hallway in the dark. So when I step on that shit, it's like, I feel like I just stepped on a wet rat. Like, there's a dead animal under my foot. It's scary. True. Um, well, other than that, any any other interesting news before we jump into the story? Well, we're it's recording. Year, so. so we're recording right now on the 14th of January. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's see. What's happened in the first 14 days of the, the year? COVID um, is getting closer. A lot more people that we know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's circling in on us. Um, vaccines are going to be a few months out still. I think I'm on a list. <gasps> Wait, that sounds bad. I think I'm on the vaccine list. <laughs> For phase three. Oh, I, I'm I on didn't f- know. I'm on for phase two because oh, I have pre-existing okay. conditions. Oh, wow. Oh. But it's not coming fast enough. Exclusive. I'm supposed to get an email about it and go get a shot, but mm. it's not happening fast enough. Mm. And I got a treadmill. You did. So I've been doing that. There was a government insurgence. So there was that. that. Donald Trump is being impeached a mile even day. after he's going to be out of office. Well, he was already impeached at this point. It's just a matter of going to the senate for trial it's a second impeachment yes what a fucking winner guys are, aren't we just tired of winning anyway wow, not to make con- this political wow. this country is so great did you see how great it made it hold on wow. hold on hold on what not to make it political what i mean people come here for the spooks what we really want to be something that people listen to to escape what's going on in the scary world so no more politics. Um, if you can I'm hear gonna, that in the background, I'm that's the cat. That I'm that's the cat again. Stop! Stop! Hey, stop! See, this is what I mean. It's like he acts like he's he's never seen a straw before, and suddenly it's like we're recording, and he's like, "I'm baby. I want attention." I feel like since we used to record every other week, they saw us with the microphones and stuff and sitting down and talking into the microphones and it wasn't that cool for them anymore. But like we only do it once a month now, so they think it's fucking weird when we do it now. Yeah, that's like Venus it. is over here sitting next to us watching us talking to the mics like we're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's jump into it. Okay. Who's going first today? Me. So what are we talking about? Okay, my turn. So today... I bring you a story from Spain. I think it kind of hinted at Spain. Spain. España. España. Okay, so my story is the Vallecas case. You, That's like the quote-unquote official name of it, but it goes by different names, and I'm sure if I describe it to you. Hold on, actually, I'm going to wait till the end to let you know how you know it. Okay, so okay, my okay, let's go. Are, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's go, dude. When I was telling you that this story is good, I know you keep ruining the surprise, but I didn't want to tell you what I was talking about, and I don't think you should tell me what I'm talking, what you're talking about. I'm gonna tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm basically right because all I like to do is talk mm-hmm. about myself, yeah, and then too. talk out loud. Mm-hmm. That's true. Anyways, true, go ahead. True. Go ahead. Um, I was going back and forth on whether I wanted a theme for this month's story, and I was thinking like maybe winterish, which is why I kindly kind of hinted at last month's story about a Wendigo, and I was gonna get into details about the Wendigo, but I was like, you know what, no. So I was gonna do it for this month, but I decided to shelve it for uh another later. time. So, uh, another time. Yep. Okay. So the Vallecas case. Okay. So my sources are. Oral Crave article by Carlo Afarigato, Attic Voices article by Maggie Kendall, a YouTube video by Yvette Hernandez, Mundo Parapsicologo article by Pablo Moreira, and uh, Reddit, specifically the subreddit r slash unsolved mysteries. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> what? Are you serious? What? 
You're we're on the same wavelength. You did an unsolved mystery too? No, but you'll you see. You'll see and just you'll see when I'm talking about okay, my story. Well, shut the fuck up! Don't interrupt. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the setting: Vallecas, which is a part of the city of Madrid and España. The hero of our story goes by. Her name is Estefania Gutierrez Lázaro. Wow, that name is so long. You know, let me know. Okay, I'm going to just keep going. You let me know when it hits you and when you know what this story is about. So this is, this story is down in history for being the first case of paranormal phenomenon to be documented in an official police report. Bitch. Bitch. Oh, now it hit you? Bitch. Shut up. Is this the one that's, that Netflix did the adaptation <laughs> of? Oh, According to her parents, Estefania began dabbling in the occult at a young age. What does that even mean? I don't know. Like, what are they, six? And they're coming up to you and <laughs> they're like... Just, <laughs> let's do a seance. Yeah. What are they, six? Let's with call the cards? demonic spirits to our, to our sleepover. Yeah. Let's paint Satan's nails. True. That's, that's her, honestly. In March of 1990, Estefania, her sister, and two of her friends... Uh, took part in a seance with a Ouija board during school. Estefania's sister, Marianela, didn't actually take part in the seance. Instead, she she was in charge of guarding the door uh, to prevent anyone from walking in. So the girls intended on contacting one of the girls' boyfriends, like one of Estefania's friends. He was boyfriends. passed away. Yes, who had recently passed away in a motorcycle accident about six months prior from then. So the girls used a small glass, like a cup, most likely a shot glass, so who knows uh, who knows where she got that in place of a planchette with the with the board so a teacher ended up walking in and interrupting the seance and ripped the board in half causing the small glass to break to those that are kind of familiar with can can you hear me with ouija board usage yes to those that are familiar with ouija board usage i guess um for any communication that you make you're basically making opening a channel right and you're I guess you're supposed to eventually say, like, goodbye and, and end close it, it. And close it. So, according to everyone in the room, including the teacher, they all witnessed a puff of smoke come out of the broken glass and be inhaled by Estefania. Oh, no. So, she took it all. She, she, she inhaled. She truly did. According to friends and family, Estefania's change was immediate, okay? She began to suffer from insomnia, hallucinations, and epileptic seizures. Well, the uh, the seizures weren't until later, but it basically was progressing. Like, I know you want to laugh because of my mistake. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to laugh because of seizure. You remember that? Uh, <laughs> ADHD? ADHD? A seizure? A seizure? <laughs> Pneumonia? Pneumonia. Go ahead and laugh at me. Laugh at me. So, like I said, she started suffering from insomnia, hallucinations, but it was, like, progressive, but it started immediately. Um, she started describing how strange human forms used to come visit her at night with no face, wearing a cloak, and whispering to her to come with them. Like, can you imagine waking I- up I'm in your room and, oh, like that video we saw last night of the person recording in their room and that, like, dark shadow with eyes, like, slowly creeps up. Stop. <laughs> Why? If they're not paying bills, what are they doing in my house? But can you imagine, like, from her perspective, she's, how old, like, 14? or I don't know. Actually, I never looked it up how old she was. Yeah. Oops. Because you um, said she started dabbling at a young age, but I don't know. She's probably in middle school at this point. She was a toddler doing tarot card readings. Ah. Uh. A queen. 
so yeah she said that people with no face would just appear in her room like in the corner staring at her telling her to come here um, some only- of those some of those uh, shadowy figures would actually start appearing in broad daylight even when she was awake so you can't even say that those are like nightmares or night terrors or even like shadows i mean if it's broad daylight nah dude fuck that Mm -mm. they would often peek around corners of the room to look at her and whisper to her from the other rooms in the apartment um according to her mother concepcion gutierrez estefania would often fall into trances that lasted up to 20 minutes at a time Uh, after the trance estefania would say that she pictured herself in a long corridor filled with a thick fog and she would still often hear the whispering shadow figures in this trance-like state so even when she was in the state she couldn't she couldn't escape them um she was taken to four different hospitals during the following months so this was like granted a few months this was in like a year like years with usually like common possessions where it begins one day and until it gets uh, controllable like this was just a few months so she was taken to four different hospitals but no doctor was ever able to find a reason for her illness and was ever able to provide any reasonable cause of what was happening to her Estefania's strange symptoms and the strange phenomenon in the apartment only worsened with each day. Objects would often be thrown around with no visible cause. Um, Estefania's younger siblings would often wake up with their arms being slammed against the walls. Um, so at wait, this wait, point, wait, wait, what? They would wake up like being slammed against the wall or just their arms? I think it's just their arms. I, I read like the multiple sources I read, they all basically said the same thing, but they... I, I don't know. I would... I, I can't picture it. Like, did me neither. Did they just lift up their arm and just go smack, or I don't know. But it might have just been a translation error. Um, so Marinella, who shared a room with Estefania, once uh, recalled waking up one night to see Estefania levitating above her bed. Can you believe? Sabrina, the teenage possession. I was just fucking thinking of that. I was just about to say, like, can you imagine waking up in the middle of the night and looking to see your sister, and she's fucking hovering like fucking Sabrina, the teenage witch. I'd be like, hold on, hold on. Wow, that just jumped out from my fucking memory deep in the Dude, recesses. Oh my god, that jumped from your memory? Melissa and Joan Hart. And it jumped into my memory. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so she became extremely irritable and aggressive, um, often growling or attacking her younger siblings. Me when I wake up. Shut the fuck up. These are children. <laughs> on one occasion, she allegedly attacked Marinella and injured her so bad that she ended up on the floor foaming from the mouth. Um, Damn, what the fuck? She okay, made her seize? No, hold on. So the sources that I read, again, they say she ended up on the floor, but I don't know who exactly. Who was she the is. Sister? Was it the sister? Was it Estefania? Was it both? Was it the female statue on the wall? Oh, was it the shadow figure? Was it the cat? We'll never know. Her fam- oh, actually, hold on. Spoilers. Her family began seeing the shadow figures that Estefania described to them. So at this point, Est- initially, Estefania was the only one who can see them. But throughout the months, her family started seeing them. Her family started hearing them. Um, they experienced doors locking and unlocking by themselves. Like I said, small objects moving on their own. Like this is all, this is no longer at this point. Estefania saying like oh look this and this and this like a child give me attention give me attention yeah like usually parents have that mentality where it's like a child says something and they're like they're just they're just doing it for attention or something like that yeah but at this point like everyone in the family was experiencing the same thing everyone in the family was seeing shadow figures seeing things move by themselves um and one specific time Estefania had entered the bathroom that was large enough to accommodate other purposes so they used it for like storage or I know they ironed there. Wow, what a bathroom. 
Well, it it's um España, so oh yeah, so we don't know. <laughs> the rest of the house is really small, and the bathroom is big. Maybe. Um, she entered there to do chores when she explained that she saw a strange silhouette manifest in front of her and an iron turned itself on. Estefania screamed and Concepcion went in to check what was wrong. The door eventually slammed and shut behind her when she entered. Um, Estefania's father, uh, Maximo, attempted to open the door and according to all three of them, the door felt like something was holding on to shut, like holding it shut as if as they struggled to get it open. Um, when Maximo was about to break down the door, the door casually unlocked and opened on its own. And this is three witnesses. That is the fucking worst. Yeah. He's like pushing the door and then he backs up to like, you know, go at it. And then the door just swings open. On the 14th of July, 1991, Estefania lost consciousness while alone in the bathroom and was taken to a hospital in a state of coma, where she later died that same night. So an autopsy later confirmed on her failed to explain the cause of death, only stating sudden and suspicious death. After Estefania's death, the explained activity just intensified. Uh, Concepcion reported hearing Estefania's screams throughout the apartment at all hours of the day. She would hear constant banging sounds on the on the on the walls, uh, sound of glass breaking, and the sound of an old man laughing. Which you never know. It might be your neighbor, but it might be a demonic entity. Fifty fifty. Estefania's siblings continued to be woken up at night and heard by unseen entities. Uh, Concepcion and Maximo began to uh, seek out professional help in the form of paranormal investigators to find a solution of what was happening to the family. Um, they allowed a number of these investigators in, and according to the family, they never managed to help them. Um, and they said that sometimes bringing somebody in to help investigate only worsened the activity. It's like at this point, I wonder how they were feeling because it's like, Things are attacking your kids, and if they're bullies, you can go, you know, talk to their parents or talk to the teacher or go threaten the kids, I guess, if you're a bad parent. But it's, like, unseen. You can't see this. You can't control it. It gets worse. Yeah. And, I mean, their daughter died. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that at this point they were grieving, like... And it's just getting worse. And it's just getting worse. Like, and you know how a lot of uh, paranormal entities like feed off of that negative energy so yeah it's probably like that's probably why it was intensifying well and it got what it wanted because usually don't when there's a possession don't they want the soul isn't that what their ultimate goal is Mm -hmm. and they got hers well let's hope not so on the by the way he found the straw he grabbed the straw he's gone with the straw leo he pulled the straw off and he left with it uh, on the 27th of November in 1992, at 2 a.m., at, at his wit's end, Maximo called the police to get someone out there to investigate. Which, I don't... Police arrest this ghost. Put handcuffs what on What are they going to do? Shoot at it? Like, uh, it's anyway. the police. Of course they're going to fucking shoot at it. They'll shoot at anybody. Honestly, is that their natural reaction? Yeah. Why the fuck would you call the cops? Never mind. Uh, Moving on. Not he... political. Moving on. <laughs> He begins to just uh, frantically describe everything that happened, stating with like what happened with Estefania. Um, the dispatcher initially is skeptical, but eventually puts him through the police. So the cops, he describes the same thing to the cops, and the cops are like skeptical too. And I thought this part was weird, but I guess they had asked. What he's loud. I'm sorry to everybody listen to, anyway, listening to the podcast at I'm, this I point. I edit it out. We have gotten up three times to stop Leo from making noise while we record. I can edit it out, but I won't. 
so yeah, I thought this part was weird, but the cops were skeptical too, and they basically said, let us speak with your wife to make sure that you're not drunk, which is weird. It's like, uh, whatever. Uh, so basically, they talk to his wife. His wife basically says the same shit that he had said initially, and then the cops are like, okay, let us speak to your kids to be sure that both of you aren't oh, drunk. And oh I'm my like, God. are you serious? And this was in the police <laughs> report too, so it's like... Well, granted, I read through it, but it was like Spain Spanish, so a lot of words are unfamiliar to me. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Sorry, spit, Spain. All, all of our. We're going to spit on you. All of our Spanish listeners are just Spain. gone. They're like, fuck this. I'm sorry. They're like, I know this story anyway. Um, He's looking for the straw again. He's literally stop. looking for the straw. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, they they asked two of the children, one of them being the 14-year-old, and they basically confirmed the exact same shit, and they're like, okay. So, everybody's drunk in so, this house. <laughs> First of all, who let the kids drink? So, the cops then call for backup, and they head over to the Vallecas part of Madrid to the family apartment. So, when the team of officers arrive, it's uh, five police officers and a detective, Jose Pedro Negri. They're greeted for, uh, by the family outside in the rain. Uh, the police record notes that two of the children prefer to wait outside in the rain than to return into the apartment. Um, inside, Maximo explains to the police what had been happening along with the extra added um, feature. But basically, everything at this point was what I explained, except they also had uh, crosses on walls being inverted and scratches appearing on the walls. It had gotten so bad that they were bolting the crosses to the wall to keep them upright. Wait, so when the police went in there, they were flipping themselves and their scratches, or they were already there? They were when they already there. Gotcha. Okay. But the family were turning them upside upright and bolting them to the house. I'm uh, guessing the there was like lines on the walls from the crosses flipping. Yeah. Um, so Concepcion mentions that the activity is worse in the dark. So they shut off the lights and almost instantly they hear banging sounds around the apartment. When the lights are immediately turned back on, the family is still standing with them, proving that they wouldn't have caused the sounds themselves. And everyone at this point, like all the cops were visibly shook. Um, so they, as they investigated the house, they heard a scream come from the balcony, but no one, no one was there. They then heard a loud bang come from the balcony and they rushed to check it out. They reported that it had sounded like a large boulder being dropped, but nothing in the balcony was capable of making the sound they heard. See, this is what I mean. That specific things have specific sounds. Remember that one time at the apartment when I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like a fridge fell. (laughs) The sound that we heard that day was exactly what a fridge would sound like if it had fallen. So the apartments we used to live at had a gate that you had to know the code and you had to open the code to get in or out after hours when the office was closed kevin calls me at work and he's like dude i'm scared and i said what happened and he's like it sounded like a refrigerator (laughs) fell (laughs) that was like what the that's exactly what a fridge would sound like if it had fallen and I was like, how the fuck do you know what a refrigerator falling sounds hey, like? listen, I've had my fair share of fridges fall, falling on me, okay? Well, long story short, what actually <laughs> ended up... kidding. I'm totally what actually kidding. had happened or- was when the gate was opening, somebody ran into the fucking gate with their car. So there was like... It looked like a cartoon. It's like the fence... Well, it was like the shape of the car. Yes, oh, the fence was in the God. shape of the car. 
That shit was so annoying. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. I think at one point they just kept that shit open. Like, yeah, because everybody kept fucking crashing into the gate. Or the gate didn't fucking work. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so they investigated the house. They heard a scream from the balcony. Oh, I said that. Oops. A scream? I thought you said something sounded like a boulder fell. Yeah, initially the scream, and they were like, what the fuck? And then they heard the sound of boom, the boom, boulder. Boulder. Boom, boom. Boulder noise. Boulder. Um, four of the officers decided it was too much for them, and they were like, I'm a deep. So they're drunk too? <laughs> I guess so. Everybody's drunk in this house. Who are they arresting? The kids too? They're drunk? So glad the police officers are there to shoot. Never mind. Well, there's five uh, of them and a detective. Obviously, so they thought something serious was going on. They, they probably thought the whole family was high. Detective Negri and the remaining officer heard more banging sounds coming from Estefania's room. So when they entered to investigate, they found a cross that had been ripped up, ripped off the wall. Um, in the police report, they actually mentioned that the Jesus figurine on the cross seemed to have also been ripped off. No. So, the like I mentioned, the cross had actually been bolted to the wall, and even then, it was still ripped off. Um, they also reported then that they saw the claw marks on the wall of the girl's room. Concepcion asked the officer to investigate the bathroom. When they entered, they reported the severe drop in temperature and the whispering that echoed in the room. At this point, um, the Detective Negri had had enough and filed an official police report, which stated that he had no idea what was happening at the Gutierrez apartment. You know what's the worst part? They have neighbors living on the other side of the fucking wall. <laughs> Can you believe? So obviously these fucking ghosts are not just staying in their apartment. They're fucking terrorizing the rest no, of the neighbors in the apartment building. What if it's just them and the neighbors are like, what is going on Damn, over are there? they fucking, are they drinking again? Is that why the police are here? Uh-oh. Um, so like I mentioned, they filed the report. This report went to become the first and only time in Spain's history that police report had included and described paranormal activity. Uh, the report was written on the 27th of November, 1992, which... Oh, hold on. I was two years old. I was one at that time. So I think different sources that I read said that it happened on the 15th of November, but the the police report was filed and dated on the 27th of November, 1992. So I don't know. Maybe that was the difference in the dates. They had to wait a few days to think about what just happened. They had to stew on it. It's possible that they wanted to give it a few days to finalize everything. Well, what may have happened is like they're like their superior read it and they're like, revise this and send it back. Mm -hmm. And that probably happened for a few days before they were like, this really happened. Submit it. In the official police report that I read, it included what I mentioned, but it also gave other details like how the strange phenomena basically started while the police were there when a wardrobe in one of the rooms that was perfectly shut when they got there just opened on its own uh he quoted i mean i translated it as unnaturally but in spanish it was antinatural um against natural (laughs) on the first of november 1993 and i actually took this quote directly from the article written by maggie kendall because it was good okay uh one on one particularly unsettling occasion, two years after Estefania's death, a photo of her which took up residence in the living room was knocked over and spontaneously caught on fire. Eerily, only the section of the photo which showed her face was damaged. The rest of the photo, as well as the frame, was untouched. Damn, that demon said, fuck say. you. Oh, well, And I'm gonna bring her face off. The family eventually moved out. Um, of the apartment not too long after that and the family claims that they that the unexplained activity never followed them to their new home uh, and the new tenants of the apartment never reported any strange activity there as well 
There is a theory on Reddit about this case that says that there may have been a carbon monoxide leak in Estefania's room that may have caused her hallucinations and eventual death. And just reading through the comments, it looks like people were describing the effects of carbon monoxide poisoning, and it, I guess it does match up, but, you know, that doesn't really explain the other weird things that was going on. The scratches and stuff. Well, actually, it kind of does make sense, because, so, I, a really good Reddit story that's been on Reddit forever is the guy that lived in his apartment, and his, I guess his room was shaped really weird, like, his room was shaped kind of like an L, so his bed would be up in the L. So he had to, like, climb up on the end of the bed and climb into his bed to get in the bed because basically the bed was wall-to-wall. Mm-hmm. And, this, and the roof was slanted, sh- like, a uh, roof-shaped, right? Mm-hmm. And people had told him, they were like, hey, that's actually really bad because carbon monoxide collects in places like this or whatever. There's no circulation in this room. So I guess he started, uh, he was convinced that his landlord was coming into his house when he wasn't home and he was living, leaving him sticky notes because the guy would come home and there would be fucking sticky notes everywhere. And it kept happening over and over and they had like really weird cryptic messages. He would find them on his fridge, in his bathroom, on the mirrors and stuff. And eventually he got tested for carbon monoxide poisoning and it was him. He would come home get high off the carbon monoxide fumes and then write the messages on the sticky notes and put them everywhere. And they, he would come too. And then he's like, Oh shit. Like my landlord's coming in when I'm not home, but it was his carbon monoxide levels when they tested him were like way above the normal, like the, the regular limit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, shit like that really happens. Yeah. But like, I mean, it would describe what happened to Estefania, but it doesn't describe entirely what was happening with the family. I mean, wait, hold on. I guess kind of, but what was that? Oh, it was Leo. Never mind. Um, but yeah, this podcast isn't about debunking. It's a demon. It's a demon. Um, another plausible cause, uh, which that could have been the cause of everything, was toxic mold. I read this in the Reddit thread as well. That may cause the same effects on humans that could possibly explain why the two officers during the investigation. Two officers. Never mind. Explain why the four officers left um, because they felt uncomfortable in the apartment. So, like you kind of mentioned, the movie Veronica on Netflix was loosely inspired by this case. That movie's good. I think I fell asleep. But it was good. Yeah, kind of. Honestly, this whole podcast has just become me covering cases about movies that I should have probably watched and fell Uh, asleep (laughs) through. The best part is that these little girls go to like a catholic school mm-hmm. and then they go into the basement during a lunar or yeah. during a solar eclipse mm-hmm. while everybody else is chilling outside watching the solar eclipse with their little glasses they decide to go into the basement and fucking use a ouija board because they were told that when the sol- when there's a solar eclipse the veil between our world and the next is the thinnest thinnest than it could ever be and they decide to play with this fucking ouija board yeah that movie was was good it was interesting it was like different let's go watch it um so like i mentioned it was loosely inspired by this case because the director of the movie wanted to use that as a base but he also wanted to kind of play around with the different characters and what was happening um honestly i don't remember how it how it ended so and i'm not gonna ruin it for the listening 
for the listeners. I'm not going to ruin it for the listeners. They need to watch this movie because yeah, it's actually really good. It. It's good. 10 out of 10 will recommend if I could remember it. Oh, uh, another movie that we just watched recently that was really, really, and I thought was really, really good was His House. Oh, His House on Netflix. That, that was good. ending was, I was like, what the fuck is going on? That was good. Um, Another one that we recently watched was Underwater featuring Kristen Stewart. Oh, yeah, that movie was good, too. And um, The Call. Was it The Call or Don't Answer or something? No, it was The Call the call the, the korean call. film that shit was good too it was good They're, these are all on netflix so you guys yeah are, oh actually no underwater was on hbo max yeah hbo max that we, but, <laughs> that we oh. borrow for free <laughs> hacker no hey. we're not hackers. we just got connections bitch you tell me that i'm not a hacker and i was fucking coding my myspace page back in 2007 so was everyone else okay dude myspace blue did i want my background myspace really had us doing html code for our fucking 29307 which blue which shade which shade of blue holy shit i forgot i was good at that shit too ampersand hearts semicolon that's all i gotta say (laughs) <laughs> lol smiley face then we had those little glittery angels that were on your page the that you got the yeah, the blingy oh sorry that was my uh, that was my case sorry oh, <laughs> before we started talking about topic. myspace before we get off topic that was my case the vallecas case that was good thank you so what do you got for a palate cleanser no no keep it going keep it going let let us know about your myspace page what was that what was that did anybody else have oh yeah um, i would buy spend... lincoln park as their uh song <laughs> no i had 30 seconds to mars oh I what mean, was what song was choice, it the one that says bury me what's that song called the kill the kill yeah i had when i first got it it was a um numb by lincoln park um, and I think the last time, like before I switched over and abandoned it, um, I think I left it at a Chris Brown song, which goes to show how much I changed over the years, huh? Yeah. But now I go back to uh, Linkin Park. Maybe. I remember like I was kind of emo when I first got my MySpace. So it was like The Kill and then I had a song by Secondhand Serenade and then it was the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and then it was like Flyleaf and then all of a sudden Ooh. it was like Trance Above and Beyond. Mm, true. I feel like if I had if I had like a an option to add music to like my social media page it would probably be like a weird collection of like different genres, different languages, different countries, different uh, I remember I did have a, a whole playlist on it at one point on my MySpace. Um, that way, you know, you can, Oh, yeah, towards the end options. of... Yeah. Towards the end of MySpace, you could actually make a playlist mm-hmm. and put different songs on it. I remember that. Good times, good times. Yeah, moving on. Oh, I say on. that a lot to move, the, to move the story along. I'd be a really bad writer. Anyway, and that's the end of that. <laughs> um, so, this was a little late, honestly. But in the, <laughs> what, episode 19 or something? Um, on episode two, I talked about uh, Slenderman and the the concept of, like, if you, what? Mind fucking blown. What? You'll see. Keep Hold going. Okay. Keep going. Okay. There's, there's no, too many no, coincidences keep, going on keep right now. interrupting. It's fine. I'm just kidding. Okay. So the concept that I was talking about where it's like if a group of people think about an idea, it eventually comes to reality. So this is called Tulpa, 
which is topa is a concept i'm reading in the definition of google it's a concept in mysticism and the paranormal of a being or object which is created through spiritual or mental powers are you sure so you didn't you read my story no what? why is this happening no i swear i didn't what the i fuck? mean i wanted to and i have access to it but i you know, was like you know what no and i even titled my notes something that's totally unrelated to what i'm talking about when you're like the villesca's case like right there and i'm like oh okay i, I, always, well, I know what he's right i, I, I know what he's writing about because because i don't want to title something else because what if i forget what i was talking about no i usually title it something and then when we finish then i change the title hmm well, so yeah, that was that was Tulpa. I know I kind of mentioned it in episode two, like almost a year ago. <laughs> it has really been almost a year. Um, but basically, that's the belief that people have where it's like a lot of people have believed in Slenderman for like so strongly that it's become real, which it, it kind of explains the supposed sightings in the wilderness or whatever. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to bring that up. I know it's a few episodes late, you know, but well, you late s- than ever. You set down a tulpa, and I'll raise you a sonder. Do you know what sonder means? No. The realization that every single stranger has a life just as rich and experienced as yours. Okay, thank you. Um. So, anyway, next topic. Uh, what? <laughs> no, keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Christmas music. No offense to Christmas and the celebrators of Christmas, but I'm glad that it's over really (laughs) only because like at work we listen to christmas music and i i feel for fucking retail workers dude like i cannot take one more song like white christmas i'm done i'm done with it it's done um the song like that says like do you see what i see i'm done i hate that song (laughs) dude i remember i fucking hate that song jesus the new york city christmas (laughs) that song (laughs) all the fucking time yeah i'm i'm just i'm glad it's done um i can wait a whole year i actually kind of enjoyed it this time It, it was such a shitty year last year that i was like you know what christmas is gonna be good so i actually enjoyed christmas this year or this past year. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I'm saying I I hate Christmas music. We That's decorated the, the house. We bought lots of presents for people. We baked. It was great. Baked. Yeah. I went to um, the ER. It was fantastic. I loved it. Festive. Yes. Um. Next. Oh, I, well, actually, in the same vein as Christmas music, uh, Tchaikovsky fucking snapped on the fucking Nutcracker music. Going from one end to the other, I fucking hate some christmas songs but the fucking nutcracker dude that shit is fucking chef's kiss exquisite you know what i mean um i could f- tchaikovsky you know what he fucking sla- he fucking snapped on that fucking album on that mixtape so speaking of tchaikovsky <laughs> i was yesterday years old when i found out that like the song from el chavo del ocho is actually like a symphony wow the we 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 is it Bach or something? It's like his symphony. That's like the intro to a and symphony. And just made it fucking goofy? Yes. Wow. Bach better fucking come for them coins. No, I don't know if it was Bach. It was like a famous composer Beethoven? that's passed. It might, actually, you know what? It might have been Beethoven. Brahms? Brahms? Like Brahms. the fast Not food? Not the fast food. Oh. And elementary school? I like school. ice cream. Well, actually, this is, this is something I, I should probably bring up. Um... In elementary school, I went to an elementary school on the east side of Chicago, and there was a music teacher, uh, Mr. Willie. He 
was an absolute legend when it came to music. He made little rhymes and little things that made you like remember musical concepts like EGBDF are the names of the lines of the treble, clef, F, A, C, E. The spaces are easy. Or there was a whole. Why does bunch. it sound so familiar to me? Um, I feel like I learned these two. The bass clef, the F clef. It looks like an ear with two dots on the F line. Like he made, he wrote these songs, and he wrote the school's um. What's it called? Anthem. I don't know what it's called. But theme song. The, the school's theme song. I wanna be the very the best. school's intro music. I, I mean, they play it at the beginning of the day, so... Yeah, it is the intro music. <laughs> Do they have an outro? Is it the bell? Is that yes. what it is? It was a... a... Yes. That's the outro Okay, song. so I just looked it up. It's Turkish March by Beethoven. That's mm. the Chavo del Ocho song. Well, the reason I bring up this is because he said... He would always tell us about the, the three Bs. Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms. They were three music composers. And the reason I bring this up is because he actually recently passed away. Brahms? No. Oh, my God. Mr. Willie. Oh. <laughs> like, these composers? They've he been dead for an forever. absolute legend. So, we're going to pour one out to a real one. I know, like, like what I mean, he was an absolute legend. People, like my sister, who's a lot older than I am, I won't say, but... A lot older? We're the same age. You better watch <laughs> what you fucking say. A lot older. Um. Anyway, her class, like, her graduating class still remembers mr willie like he was such a legend in the east side of chicago like if you went to that school but you know i just want to give it a quick shout out pour a real one out or pour one pour one out for a real one pour a real one out pour a real one out too um but yeah enough of sad news let's talk about bootleg shoes who are we talking about bootleg shoes with mikey's can you give me a pair of mikey's playing no i think it was at work actually someone mentioned about how they were selling bootleg jordans and instead of doing like the jump they were doing the fucking splits and i couldn't get it out of my head (gasps) stop (laughs) that reminds me of that little boy do you remember like somebody made it a meme where the where he was you know a little hefty boy Mm -hmm. so he, he had big calves and he had the Michael Jordan socks and they were like doing the split because they were real stretched out that reminds me of it oh that's so sad i was a little hefty boy too i wore husky clothes when i was a kid (laughs) husky they had a little dog on them and everything that was cute um anyway the end of that (laughs) so i know there was like a joke going around saying like the coronavirus versus the flintstone gummies that i had do you remember that yeah um let me talk about my experience with flintstone gummies okay so i remember Going back to the east side of Chicago, this one guy I was friends with, we were like best friends in like elementary school, but he, I remember there were a few times when I went to his house, just like play baseball or kickball or whatever the fuck, and his mom made us stop playing and have Flintstones gummies, and I was like, what is this? And I didn't want to drop hints that, you know, my parents don't give me vitamins or something, because I didn't want her to get the wrong idea. I didn't want her to be like... My parents beat me. Yeah. They don't give me vitamins. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because sometimes parents think like that. Where it's like, oh, no, I don't I don't have vitamins. I'm like, so you're fucking abused? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you you have bad parents? Is that what you're talking like, about? Do you brush your teeth, child? Do, do you, you even do you get eat? your vitamins? That's probably why you don't have fucking... You, have, you crave oranges all the time. Because your parents didn't give you vitamins. 
you solved it. You solved my childhood trauma. So yeah, that was my experience with Flintstones gummies. And I I don't remember exactly what I told her, but I was like, oh yeah, I have these all the time. And she said something like, well, it's one per day. And I was like, <laughs> she found your ass out. <laughs> I was like eight. What the fuck? You're like, yeah, I know. I was like, uh, y- yeah, only because I just told you. I don't know. <laughs> something a little, a little kid comeback. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> Those aren't even hot for me. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up because of Christmas, parents' hyperfixation on Christmas gift themes. Have Wait, you ever what? had that? Like parents' hyperfixation on a theme. Like, I think. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean by theme? Okay, well, hold on. Okay, so I think someone on Twitter had mentioned, like, they shared a picture, and it's like, I mentioned once to my mom that I like bees, and the picture was, like, a basket, like, a yellow basket with, like, beeswax creams and lotions and a, and a, uh, it was, like, 30 items, and they were all bee-themed. And she was like, I literally told my mom that I like bees one time. And I think that's funny, because I have noticed that, like, dads do that, too, like, didn't you mention something about that? Like your dad said some- did something similar? I don't remember. What did I say? Maybe it'll remind I, me. I don't remember, but it's like you one time told your dad that you like something and now every time he mentions it to you, around you. But it's just something cute that parents do. Well, I, I mean, I, I see somebody I followed on Twitter talks about how Squirtle was his favorite Pokemon growing up or Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. And now every year his parents give him something Bulbasaur. It's see, like, that's, and he's that's like I mean. 30. It's like, and he's okay, still getting Bulbasaur like, stuff. I mentioned one time. He's I like, like but I'm actually into it, so I'm not mad. And I'm like, wow, well, <laughs> well, good for it you. Yeah, it works out if they like it. But it's it's just funny how like you tell your parents that you like bees one time, and suddenly they buy you a whole set. Um. Anyway, have you guys noticed that Wish has been awfully quiet? I haven't been getting any ads. Me neither. Like, why is that what where, are they plotting where are these uh these little dog outfits these el- these uh gay this, dog outfits that's what you got the bdsm stuff oh yeah. the weird underwear i got those the too. elephant trunk underwear and mm-hmm. then like the buttless underwear and I then the c cups uh i did not get those um, nobody knows what a c cup is it's like where it just covers your little weenie and your balls and then like Why it just goes around the back and then covers Thank your butt you for sharing so that. like only one side like one side of your hip has nothing and the other side has like your underwear it's really weird mm. and when you look at it on the, through the side it looks like the letter c thank you so much for sharing that. so it's called a c cup um child anyway uh, no i did not get those from wish um what I got a lot from Wish was leather outfits, like you mentioned. Um, a lot of masks, earrings, but it was like weird earrings, like not your normal earrings, like earrings, but like in the shape of like a shovel, a screwdriver or something. I'm like, huh? So yeah, I don't know. They have been awfully quiet. Maybe they, maybe their marketing team ran out of money. Or <laughs> they're on vacation. They're on vacation. Maybe right they're on vacation. I don't know. But they're plotting. They're I've been plotting getting a something. lot of ads for tea. I looked at tea one time on my phone, and now it's like, <laughs> it's like drink you, this tea. Did you know? Did you mention tea? Loose leaf did tea. Did someone say tea? Tea in the sachet. Tizanes or tizan? I don't know how they say. You know, there's a difference between a tea and a tizan. Um, well, 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 let me let me explain. Tea is green tea, black tea. Tizans are herbal teas with flowers and stuff so those aren't teas they're tisans 
Oh, thank you. For all our tea connoisseurs, they knew, actually. And the last thing I wanted to mention before you, we jump into your story, because I think we've been taking too long with this palate cleanser. Um, there is a documentary on Netflix about trans representation in the music industry, and it's really good, and it's called Disclosure, and it's it's good, and I think everyone should watch it, and it's so good. Unrelated to the Grammy Award-winning uh, duo from the UK. Oh, yeah, completely unrelated to... Uh, a disclosure it's disclosure american sorry to all of our listeners in the uk <laughs> <laughs> our two listeners my favorite band they shut it off already oh my god it's them yeah i'm just kidding but yeah that's the that's the end of our pilot cleanser so let's jump into your story well what do you have for us so by now we've already talked about skinwalkers on the podcast, right? I've talked about them before. Yeah. And we've sort of talked about behind the scenes about doing Wendigos. But did you know that there's another creepy ass motherfucker out in the woods? That's not Bigfoot? Who? What's his name? So this one's kind of like this one's kind of like Slenderman in the way it came about. People on the internet supposedly made up the lore of the cryptid and added pictures and brought the being to life. The only reason I'm kind of iffy about that uh, about that explanation is because um this being has actually been reported in the past before the stories actually came out. And so while I was saying, like, what what are you talking about? Because I, I just mentioned Wendigos. And then I was talking about Skinwalkers. And then I was talking about bringing something to life by giving it energy. So it's really well, weird that you, you talked about bring that. Bring me to life by Evanescence. I thought that's what you were talking Effervescence. about. Effervescence. So what am I talking about? It's called a flesh gate. Have you ever heard of them? No. And how did it get its name? Well, people thought that this being was so close and so similar to being a skinwalker, but they weren't actually the same, so they gave it a synonym name. So what's a synonym for skin? Flesh is what people came up with. Mm -hmm. And another for walking? Gate. Mm -hmm. And that's where the name came from, a flesh gate. These scary fucks have started to be reported all around the world now. Um, Can I look up a picture or are you going to describe it? Well, I'm going to describe it. Okay. Don't look it up. I won't look it up. Do you remember specifically this video that came out back in like 2006? The video, the date and the time on the video is 2006. It was these two guys in the Spanish forest and it's titled Spain, a uh, possible fallen angel in Catalonia. And they're in the woods and then they see something sitting in there. And then when they oh. step on the branch, it turns and looks at them. Yes. That's a flesh oh, gate. Hell no. That is a flesh gate possible so, fallen angel yes not clickbait so a flesh gate is a creature that mimics the voices and appearances of people in the woods often with the intent of luring them away those who have seen flesh gates in their natural appearance claim that they are extremely tall thin gray beings with long claws and no hair so kind of like a when a wendigo or like a rake mm-hmm. like in that in oh, that a sense rake is a whole different being like that's a whole how do you say it? That's a whole book. That's a whole yes. library. That's a whole epic. It's generally agreed that flesh gates are predatory towards humans, with many people believing that they lure people deeper into the woods in order to eat them. Some also believe that flesh gates are partly responsible for the missing 411 disappearances, which I want to talk about in a further mm-hmm. podcast. No, dude, you've though been, no, you've been though no proof has been given that. to that claim. And so what Missing 411 is a book, it's a series and a few documentaries uh, that were made by David Politis. He wrote about the investigations of state parks in the United States. And so what it is is that state parks in specific areas in the United States have an unusually high amount of people that disappear. And so this has been given like 
kind of like an explanation of why people are disappearing. So what what powers and abilities do uh, they have? They can mimic voices, the voices of animals and other human people. People that have, that have had a run-in with a flesh gate say that hearing their call is almost mesmerizing. You are drawn to their voice even though the person they are mimicking is someone you know couldn't possibly be out in the middle of the forest. And, and it still forces you and pulls you in. Yeah. They are supernaturally fast. Once you see them, they turn around, run, and they're fucking gone. It's like they, they run at the speed of light. They have supernatural strength. Places where the flesh gates have been seen are also areas with strange animal mutilations. It's like they feed on the animals and then rip the shit out of them. They just mm-hmm. rip their entrails apart and strew them about. And just sometimes they even kill animals and not eat them and just leave them. When the bodies and the carcasses of these animals are investigated, it's like something with strength tore them apart. It was like pulled apart. Yes. Like, Like, I don't know, like, what do bears do with their claws? They like... Slash. Yeah, they slash. No, it's like somebody, something tore this apart. Last is something that is debated. Some people suggest that it has the ability to shapeshift into other animals or people. A lot of people kind of take that as fact. But other people are kind of like, nah, that's too much like a skinwalker. And this is why it has an M flesh gate instead of skinwalker. So the most interesting th- thing to me is that when I read the supposed origins of the creature, it was kind of a mix of things. One origin story is that it's a lot like, it's a lot like the Wendigo. It's a cursed human spirit that did something that made it lose its humanity and morph into that being. Another is that it closely resembles a skinwalker, but doesn't fit the Native American origin, the geography, and has slightly different powers. They also have been noted to be referred to as evil forest spirits that have manifested and taken a physical form, or that they are a new cryptid, even though they have supernatural powers that are kind of akin to like Bigfoot in the forest. Like recently sighted. Yes. Ugh. Oh no. For the most part, reports of flesh gates are almost exclusive to sparsely populated areas near the woods and national parks. The more remote the area, the more likely it is that flesh gates or something similar will exist there. Uh, that being said, there have also been multiple reports of flesh gates attacking homes and lurking lurking just outside of a city. How active they are and how successful they are remains to be remains to be seen, but it's safe to say it's quite terrifying to see them so close to home. There are several videos on YouTube of people actually reporting and recording flesh gates in suburban areas. Specifically, evil creature caught on tape by Rick Grebenbick. Grebenick. Oh my god, do you remember? This kind of reminds me of that video... Like, I can picture it in my head perfectly. It's a guy that he is, like, recording his house, but, like, walking away, kind of. And I guess he looks up because he hears something on the roof, and he turns it up, and it's, like... A pink thing on his yeah, roof? Yeah, like a pink, weird figure. So, this this evil creature video, we've watched it together before. Mm. You, I mean, you wouldn't know what it was by the name of it, but then, supposedly, that was a flesh gate. It's, like, this guy that's recording his backyard... He's got the glass open, but it's a screen door and he's looking into his backyard and he's like on the phone and he's like, dude, I see it. I see it. It's in my backyard. And this fucking creepy ass like thing comes out of the forest and it's just clicking and chittering and yes. moving around. Oh my God. And he's like, bro, it's in my backyard. I don't know what to do. And it's just multiple back times too. Yes. Yeah. That's so that's the evil creature video. There's another one that I saw on five mysterious creatures caught on camera by nukes. Top five, five top five strange creatures. And specifically, the the video that I'm talking about is the clip that they show of uh, from Maddie Annie, which is the YouTube channel. That YouTube channel now has no fucking videos on it. This oh these God. people, it was a couple that like would record themselves and like 
I don't know if you remember, but they were living in a house and then they had kind of like a back patio area. Yes. Okay. But the I back patio that. area had like, uh, it was closed. It wasn't closed off. It was outside. But it was kind of like a sunroom. It had mm-hmm. like the screen mm-hmm. on the roof and the, and stuff. It was outside, but it, but it wouldn't like let, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. let the bugs in, but they hear shit and they see shit in their backyard and it's just on the other side of the netting and they can't actually ever see it. And the camera picks it, its face up like perfectly. Or the eye shining and stuff in the background. Mm-mm, no, no, no. So that was that was from that channel, Maddie Annie, but none of the videos exist on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they moved out of the house, got the fuck out, and like deleted all their videos because they're like, we're done with this shit. Like, we're, we moved, we're done f- dealing with it. Oh, my so, God. And, I mean, these videos specifically don't say this is a flesh gate, but it's like, to me, those are flesh gates. Those are like things- unexplained. Yes. They don't have this a name is, of it because they're so new. This article that i was reading and these 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 like things that i used to make this uh my notes it like those are a hundred percent of flesh gate like nobody in the comments like the the people that are showing the video don't see that it's a flesh gate that is a hundred percent of flesh gate people that have seen flesh gates not shifted report that they look like uh a disproportionate creature that tries to mimic someone or something but does a bad job of it they are described as being very tall, thin, and pale humanoid that have arms that hang down past their knees. They are typically hunched over and decrepit looking, but can move very fast. Flesh gates hunt people by a wide ver- uh, using a wide variety of different methods, though mimicking people seems to be their favorite way to hunt people down. Throughout history, many people have claimed to experience the phenomenon of hearing loved ones call them from, from the woods, or even seeing companions' figures walking away from them in the woods. Those who follow those mimics often feel a sense of panic when they notice they're lost and run away from the voice. Hell no. Many campers claim to notice a member of their party missing, only for them to show back up. Then they notice that the camper in question doesn't quite seem like themselves. In most cases, they can only repeat words that have been said around them. Eventually, campers find that their real friend is missing, only to have the flesh gate disappear. (sighs) Oh my god. Yeah. See, this is why I don't go camping. No, hell no. Hell no. Sometimes mimicking isn't involved. Others have claimed to feel an unnatural stillness in the woods before they see the hands or figure of a flesh gate in its natural form. This suggests that flesh gates might also stalk their prey in the most primal sense of the word. Something about white ash is it something about white ash is being the only thing that can defend you against them. White ash? White ash. Like so tree? many people believe that hanging a bag of ash over a doorway or keeping one in your car can protect you. Some people will even put some ash on their foreheads as a method of protection. Okay, Catholicism right? impact. The sound that they make when they're hunting in the woods is horrendous. People have noted that they scream, they moan low, have dual pitch shrieks, and uh, they're usually all heard prior to a flesh gate sighting or attack. Chittering sounds, often described like a noise from alien, this quick teeth chattering sounds, sound tends to happen at times when a flesh gate is about to strike. Flesh gates also occasionally hiss. Whistling in the woods is considered to be a bad omen by many Native, Native American tribes as well as in certain groups of, in Asia. Mm-hmm. Many ascribe them to both skinwalkers and flesh gates alike. So oh don't whistle in the woods. Now we know don't whistle at night. Don't don't whistle at all. At all. We've Why? talked about that before. Whistling is weird. It's uncomfortable. When would be the ideal time to whistle? So never. There's also this other phenomena that seems to happen when flesh gates are around. Are around, and specifically, uh, this article that I used, which is from ParanormalAuthority.com, says that it's called panic. It's called panic in the woods. Panic in the woods is a known phenomena which occurs when the woods suddenly become deathly silent. 
to the point that it causes an intense fear in humans who are around. The fear often feels like a moment of impending death or of being stalked by a large animal. The only way to make the panic in the woods subside is to run and continue to run until the forest returns to normal. Those who ignore that inst- the instincts often find themselves being attacked by predators in the forest. That being said, there is a tie between flesh gates and panic. Many people who are lured out into the woods after a flesh gate mimicked a loved one claim that they knew something was wrong when the woods totally went silent. It could be the flesh gates are the reason for panic or at least to be one of the reasons out there. Hell no. So we've, we've heard that before. It's like when there's a, a natural disaster about to occur, like... It, everything goes silent. You've heard it here when there's tornadoes close by. Like yeah. there are no birds chirping, no, birds, no animals, no dogs, no dogs barking, no nothing. It's fucking quiet, just the wind. So this is something else that happens. Like when people are out in the woods, like things go fucking silent to the point that it makes you nervous. And you know where? When else I've heard about this? When people feel like they're being stalked by Bigfoot. People that go out wow. into the woods that like the, everything goes silent, no birds, no what if this bugs, no cicadas. An, what if this is just a naked Bigfoot? Not naked, but well, yes, he naked, just waxed. He went to the he wax. He went to a bear, freshly waxed bear LLC, and got a wax. <laughs> a freshly waxed uh, Bigfoot stalks stalks <sighs> the forest. Good to know. So let's say that you're camping with friends and something weird just happened. How can you tell if it's really a flesh gate? Well, the signs definitely suggest it may be time to pack up and leave. You hear someone who's nearby calling out your name, even though it's clear that the person in question isn't calling you. One woman claimed she heard her mother calling for help in the woods. She knew her mother was 20 miles away, but felt a strong urge to chase after a voice after the voice anyways. Eventually, the noise gave way to a chattering noise, which sparked her to run. She barely survived. You know what? We need a like code word out in the woods. Um, and the listeners can join in. So if they ever feel like there is something calling out to them, we need like a code word. I think it should be Bring Me to Life by Evanescence, the entire song. Old Man River. <laughs> okay. So I loved that episode of Portlandia where they're like on a river. It's like wading depth. It's like ankle deep water and they keep falling it, mm-hmm. falling in it. And then they yell, Old Man River, which is like their safe word to get oh, come get saved. Okay. That's and they're good. just floating in the fucking water I, and no, keep falling I, into I'll it. I'll just say, bring me to life by Evanescence. Old Man River, I'm sorry. Because it's like a like a command. Oh, you know what? Bring would me to be life. a really good code word. Bring me to shore by Evanescence. That Nickelback song was really good because that is not true. Nobody would say that. Exactly. Nobody would say that. Only, only a flesh gate would say that. Oh, maybe. Maybe Ooh. they like Nickelback. That's why oh they're so God. fucking evil. Nickelback stands. <gasps> Daughtry stands. So you hear you make Azalea some noise. Bank stands. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. She was just on Twitter the other day laughing at Megan the Stallion because she said she was fat. Azalea, Azalea just Banks. can't get it together. She, she makes such good music, but she fucks it up she wants every fucking time. She wants controversy she, around her all just, the time. I wish she was like Dead and Mouse. She thinks she's like edgy for saying things like that it's but like, she's no, not you're just rude disrespectful anyway I'll it's like that like. brutally honest person that enjoys being brutally more than Guys, the honest I'm part just honest i'm just an aries like no yeah. you're not Brenda. no you're just an asshole anyways <laughs> so another sign is if the group you're with feels larger than it was before again i mentioned like how there's an extra person in your group suddenly but nobody really knows who it is how would you not know that who are you going camping with, first of all? Well, I mean, 
Anyway, sometimes I mean, people here go camping and they're like, "Hey, we're going camping. Does anybody want to come out?" So there's six people that are camping, but they invite 10, 15 of their friends. So there's twenty of them 10, in the woods. 15? Right. 20. Dude, so they're man. all drinking, they're That's having a whole fun. Village, dude. And then one other person added in, like you know you're not going to know if another person's added in, no. especially if somebody walks out to the woods and goes and pees and a, a flesh gate takes the form of one of them, Mm-mm. you're not going to notice. No. no. So the buddy system works. I mean just turn around if they're peeing. Oh. And you know what I think there was uh there's a a really good movie on Netflix. It used to be on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon Prime now um about this same phenomenon right here where somebody will disappear and then all of a sudden they're back but they're weird or there's an extra person in the group and they can't really tell who the extra person is it's called head count wait a minute i think i i think i listened to a creepypasta similar to something like this while i was playing assassin's creed um well flesh gates are also this um People also say flesh gates and goat man are the same thing. Mm. So goat man also has that, that he suddenly like mimics somebody's appearance and comes into a group of friends. Oh my God. And pretends to be one of the friends. What if goat man, this naked guy and Bigfoot are all the same things? We solved it for you guys. Well, no, the difference is that Bigfoot is hairy and these other two are like hairless. They shaved. Shaved and waxed. If you see claws wrap around a tree or an humanly slender figure nearby, seeing a, fl- a, f- a flesh gate is believing. Many people see their hands wrapped around trees or see them standing nearby. Some even describe them as golem-like in appearance. There are reports of animals being killed in strange ways or strangest appearances nearby. This is a given considering their predatory behavior. Again, the forest suddenly grows quiet and unnaturally still. This is a common indicator that you're near a predator, not to mention an indicator of panic in the woods. Your friend is acting in very strange and your friend is acting very strange and doesn't quite sound right. This is a never this is never a good sign. It may be time to get out of the area. There's really no word about what causes flesh gates to target one creature or person above another. However, there are folklore-based tips that seem to shed light on what people can do to avoid a flesh gate encounter. Avoid wearing bright colors in the woods. In Southeast Asia, the the Midwest, and in many parts of Africa, wearing bright colors in the woods is a major no-no. It's known that bright colors attract animals, but it's also believed that bright colors can also attract malevolent spirits. I was just about to say that. Don't go near the woods. It's obvious, but it works. Stay in groups. Don't venture off alone. And because that's how a flesh gate will attack you. If you start feeling fearful for any reason, it's time to leave. That's your insects instincts protecting you, telling you to move. Yeah. Also, I want to add, do you remember there's a folklore tale about a creature that really likes the color yellow, and so you can't wear yellow out into the woods? Mm, I don't know if fuck. it's... What was it? it, it was it a Thai, a Thai story, or was it a Vietnamese story? What was it? But it was really fucking creepy that the grandma kept telling the little girl, don't wear yellow because it loves the color yellow. And then it ends up taking oh her God, away and yes. sealing her. No, do you remember I think that? It was, um, I think it was Chinese chinese so i mean this is these are like themes that come up in a lot of different cultures like Mm -hmm. don't wear these certain colors don't fucking whistle well like how before i mentioned it's like why wouldn't you listen to the indigenous people that have been here on this continent for thousands of years the same goes for other parts of the world i mean like a lot of chinese traditions i mean they've had kingdoms and empires for thousands of years like a lot of traditions get filtered down to modern day right and a lot of times like you don't know why you still believe that superstition but it's like it started somewhere 
And it started for a reason. And it started for a reason. That's so, <clears throat> basically, that's all I have about Flesh Gates for now. But I've been reading about Flesh Gates for years on Reddit. So I got some really good stories, my favorite ones from the Reddit thread are Fleshgate and decided to tell you about them. Oh no. Okay, so this first one, and I'm going to read it just how it's written from okay. the, their point of view. Yes. Uh, and I think I got three stories. It's one medium-sized one, a really long one, and another short one. Okay. So the name of this first story is called, It Was Trying to Lure Me Into the Woods. And it starts, I was advised to cross post here from our skinwalkers. Please let me know what you guys think of my experience. Background. I'm a female, and this occurred two years ago when I was 18. This takes place in Maine. Every summer, my family and I go up to camp in Dedham, Ellsworth, Maine. It's about three hours away from my house. The camp itself is about an hour from the nearest town. I've been going to this camp my entire life. My family owns it and have never had incidents like this before. I was watching TV in the middle of the night. Both of my brothers and my parents had gone to bed. I heard a noise coming from the kitchen and realized that the dogs needed to go outside to do their business. So I took my brother's two pit bulls and my affin pincher, a tiny dog, outside after turning on the porch light. I walked around to the front yard and I let the dogs off the leash. It's so incredibly dark in the woods in Maine that the porch light really only illuminated the porch and nothing else. So I tried to keep an eye on them. I was momentarily distracted when I saw a loon, a wild bird, on the lake. When I looked back, I saw that the pit bulls were both looking at something in the woods. I couldn't see what it was, but I assumed that they'd seen a squirrel or a raccoon. It was then that I realized I didn't see Alfie anywhere. She's an awfully small dog, and she's completely black. I called for her a few times and heard some soft whimpering right when the dogs had been looking right where the dogs had been looking earlier. I took a couple steps in that direction and called for her. Again, worried that she may have gone, gotten her paw stuck between the rocks or gotten stuck in a snake hole, suddenly, I felt something moving behind me. I whipped around and looked down, and it was Alfie. She'd been staying so close to me the whole time, I just hadn't seen her. So naturally, I was thinking, if Alfie is here, what the fuck is in the woods? I took another step forward and the pit bulls began to growl. They were slowly advancing and were on either side of me, looking right into the blackness of the woods. I quickly picked up Alfie and began to back up, very slowly. I'm not sure what I thought there was there. I'm not sure what I thought was there, but there were lots of animals in Maine and I figured the dogs knew better than I did, since I couldn't see anything. Right as I turned around, I heard the most absolutely bone-chilling thing I've ever heard in my life. Coming from the direction of the woods, I heard something someone call Alfie's name. It sounded almost as if it was trying to mimic me, but it was just all wrong. The voice sounded really distorted and almost seemed to wail. I freaked the fuck out and ran inside with my dogs. I have no idea what was out there in the woods. My camp is essentially a log cabin overlooking a lake, and our nearest neighbor, who is also family, lives at least a half a mile in the opposite direction of where that thing was. What do you guys think? Posted in our Fleshgate by uh, user Madam Fizgiz five years ago. Wow. The I next, like how, I like how she pulled like a Scooby Doo. She's like, "If you're here, then who's there?" <laughs> That's all I can picture. So this next one is called "I Encountered Something on the Mountains a Year Ago." A year ago, I encountered something on the mountains. Perchance, I found this Reddit a year later. Perchance. <laughs> Ooh, that's such a good Ooh, word. so fancy. Perchance I found this Reddit a year later. I was just wanting your opinion, so I'm pretty shaken up, and honestly, I don't know how to describe what happened or what I just saw. 
I swear the story is entirely truthful, and to be honest, I'm kind of hoping some of you can help me make sense of this in a way that doesn't make that doesn't equal monsters in a wood. Some const- some context. I live in a small neighborhood on top of a mountain. I am a member of and live on the Eastern Band of Cherokee Reservation. I'm 22, live with my 22-year-old wife, with our soon-to-be three son. Basically, my cat is outside. I tried to call him in and some neighborhood dogs there that are basically nothing but pests chased him off. These dogs do nothing but kill pets, spread trash throughout the entire neighborhood, and attack people. I chased the dogs off, but my cat took deep, took off deep into the woods. We recently lost our other cat to these dogs, so now I'm worried they'll be back and get a hold of my cat. I know my way around the woods, so I grab a machete, flashlight, and head into the woods. Nothing really happens until I hear those dogs further in chasing something. I run towards it, worried I'm about to find them ripping my cat apart. As I'm getting closer, I realize the sounds of distress I'm hearing aren't a cat, but a dog. I quickly flip off my light and get low. I move closer quietly to see what's going on. Now keep in mind it was of course dark, but I swear to God that before my eyes was a very thin creature reminiscent of Pumpkinhead from those old horror movies. There was something like tentacles, or I don't know honestly, and this thing was using its hands and tentacles just to tear into this fucking poor dog. The entire time it was making this noise like a creaking door. I crept away as far as I could, threw up, and then ran home. I locked up the house, came to the bedroom where my son and wife are sleeping, watched the doors till the sun came up, and wrote this. This was this post was written a year ago. What do you guys think I encountered? Posted on our fleshgate by you Ma- user Mountain Papa nine months ago. Well, Mountain Papa, that's something. That's something. The creaking door sound. That's. That's concerning. That's, that's, that's like concerning. That weird. Uh, oh, really? I I the heard grudge it more noise. In my head. I heard it more in my head. The little, the little uh, the sound that Drake added in the background of that one song. Show me a good time, like the beginning of it. You know, that's like no, <laughs> no. That's all I can think about. I was like, oh my god, is that Drake? I was thinking about that song. That's like. Easy baby, nee, 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 nee. and like the whole song is like that creaking of the bed in the background. Yeah, yeah, that sound effect. But in yeah. the Drake song, it's a little faster. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so. Now we know where that sound comes from. Yeah. Okay. Next story. Something in the woods. This is a hundred percent true, and I'm writing it on here to warn other people and let them know that there's definitely something out there. And to this day, I still don't know what it was, nor have I gone in the woods or forest for whatsoever. If you don't believe me, that's completely fine. Read this as a fun story as your own ex- at your own expense. But for those of you out there with an open mind or, or you've seen something yourself, just know you're not alone. And just typing out and remembering this account is causing me to shake with anxiety and fear. First of all, I am a girl and live in North Carolina of the United States. I was 15 at the time of the encounter and was definitely not a believer in anything supernatural, paranormal, or anything of the sort. It happened while I was at a local summer camp. There was absolutely nothing special about that day. No weird lights, people, animals, sounds, nothing. It was just the same camp schedule as I grew up, as I had grown used to in the past two weeks I'd been here. My age group had just finished lunch and was able to persuade our counselor to let us play a game called Scattered Down by the Lake. It's like a giant hide-and-seek in the woods. Now, we played this at least 20 times before th- before that day, and nothing weird had happened to any of us. And we all grew up playing in the woods, so it's not like we had an aversion or fear of it. But for some reason, that day when our counselor shouted, Scatter, and I ran to find a hiding place, it became a whole new ball game. 
I had run as far as I could while still being able to see the lake, as were the rules, and had found a huge old uprooted tree that I decided would be the perfect hiding place, so I laid down as close as I could against the ground and waited. I had been there for about five minutes when I suddenly when I suddenly heard a voice calling my name in a weird, dreamy-like voice, and not just any voice, my mom's. Is it? It's one word. Colin, my mom's? No. And not just any voice, my mom's, is what she meant to write, but didn't write that. Oh, okay. I b- okay. I believe you. Now, me and my mom are extremely close, thick as thieves, so I'd know her voice anywhere, and I swear on my own grave that it that it was without a doubt hers. But I know I couldn't. it couldn't be her. She was like 20 miles away at work. And even if it had been her and she'd come to pick me up early, that voice wasn't coming from the lake. It was coming from further out in the woods beyond the border of the camp. I knew I should have run away from this strange mimic mom voice, but I couldn't. It was almost hypnotic. It messed with my thoughts and gave me doubts like, well, it could be my mom. Or what if she's hurt and I have to get to her? All these things were flooding in my mind like something had broken a dam. I didn't know it was there. Until they finally overwhelmed me and emotions got the better of me and I took off running in the direction the voice was coming from. I ran as far as I could with only this strange voice as my guide. I couldn't have run more than five or seven minutes when I got to a clearing and the voice suddenly stopped. When I entered the clearing it didn't hear my mom's voice calling me anymore and I could think clearly again and started to have a little and started to have little alarm bells go off in my head and saying you idiot or that's not my mom and run but I couldn't run. I didn't know where to run. I had gotten so far away that I was lost and I didn't see the lake. With no other options than to sit and catch my breath, I did just that. No sooner had I sat down, more warning bells went off in my mind. I quickly did a 360 survey around the clearing and noticed a strange noise. It wasn't the continuation of the voice before. No, it was a distinct sound of chattering teeth like if you were cold, only there was only... I should have proofread the story before I did it. I quickly did a 360 survey around the clearing and noticed a strange noise. It wasn't the continuation of the voice before, no. It was the distant as the distinct sound of chattering teeth, like if you were cold, only there was no one else around and it was the middle of June in North Carolina. There's no way someone could be cold. And that's when I heard it. Leaves and sticks crunching on the edge of the small clearing and I realized something was watching me. And then whatever it was moved fast in circles around the clearing, almost like it was circling prey. And it was at this moment I knew whatever it was had led me out there and, and for, away from my group. Exactly like the predator my instincts had been screaming at me it was. Without any other option other than to try and escape, I took off in the direction I thought I came from and sprinted as fast as I could, all the while hearing the chittering of teeth and sticks crunching behind me. I didn't know what to do. I didn't dare turn around to see what was chasing me. I knew that if I did, I would slow down and I would, abs- and I absolutely could not. It felt like a lifetime running away from this thing before I finally saw the lake. And even though I didn't think I could run fast, I ran faster than I ever have in my life. When I broke the tree line and ran to the lake where I knew my friends were, at that point I felt safe enough to stop and look back and see what had just been chasing me. And when I did, I only saw a fleeting form running back the way I had come from and the distinct sound of chittering teeth. When I finally found my counselor, who was the seeker to find all of us, I was hysterical in fear and hugged her as tight as I could. When I finally calmed down, she tried to get me to tell her what happened, but I just asked, were you calling my name? Before she even said anything, I already knew the answer. After all, it had been my mom's voice that led me away from everyone else. But what she said, replied with, was so much more bone-chilling to me. 
She told me, no, no one called for you. We didn't know you were gone. Everyone is still hiding. The game isn't over yet. So, and this was posted to our Fleshgate from user youmay1400 one year ago. Wow. How was that worse about the, the game still? Huh? I, I don't understand that last part where she, where she said that the game was still going on. It might have been that she thought that she was out there forever and she thought that maybe the game was already oh. over and she came back and like they're like, no, no everybody's like still hiding. Just started. Oh my god. <sighs> Wow. I wanted to uh, also... I But I couldn't find the story. It was one of these group of people that went camping. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there was an extra person in their in their group. See, that's what I mean. Why the fuck would you go camping? And then suddenly, it's like, oh... Well, they hello. went camping in a camper. And they had a few people come over. And then all of a sudden, there was an extra person. And nobody like, really realized it until kind of like halfway through the night. And they're like, well, if I'm sleeping here with this person... You're over there sleeping in the other bed with that person. They're on the couch and they're on the floor who just walked into the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they're like, uh, they're looking around and they're like, okay, well, those three people just left. They went home. So who the fuck is in the bathroom? And so that's when they hear bla- or glass breaking and whatever the fuck was in their camper with them jumped out the window in the bathroom. Oh, my God. And ran off into the woods. And so like for the rest of the night. They were scared that it was going to jump back in through the bathroom, so they locked the bathroom. Like, they put something up against it, and none of them slept for the rest of the night. But the way it was told was so good, and I was like, I need to find that story because it was so detailed. It was so good. It, like, creeped me the fuck out. It was one of those Mm -hmm. nights where I was, like, you know, reading Reddit stories, and you were asleep, and then I couldn't sleep for four hours after that. And I was just laying in bed, like, (laughs) the bathroom I think that happened to us in, um, in Dallas. Uh, do you remember? This was like years back, but we were in Dallas with Alice. Was it Alice? When she told us about Japan? No. It, this was like two years before that, but I think it was we were in Dallas and I think we were like, oh, let's 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 say scary stories or something like that. So I looked up on Reddit and I guess there was a feature where it's like you can look up nearby stories. And I think it, I looked up like urban legends or like r slash no sleep. But people were saying about like urban legends of Dallas. And there was one that I don't remember exactly. And I can't even I wouldn't even be able to give details. But I remember I was like so fucking shook about it that I was like. Just laying there, like in bed, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not nervous. You're nervous. Like I, I, yeah. It took me a while to to go to go back to sleep after that. But yeah, a lot of stories that are well written can have an impact. But that story was good. That last one. Wow, I think she literally was writing the story like as it was happening to her when she remembered it. Yeah, well, like she didn't yeah. go back through and proofread it, and like I think, she, well, she did mention that she was shaking. So yeah, I think had she gone back and proofread the story, it would have been really, really good and not like thrown me off and get me out of the mood of the story. But the story was really good, like the yeah. thing that happened to her. And the thing is, is that this kind of shit is happening to a lot of people out in the woods when they go camping or when they go hunting. Or if they live near woods or anything like that, shit like this is happening more and more to people. Mm-hmm. Like things are coming in from out of the woods. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know how I would react if I was in the middle of the woods and I see like a tall, lengthy pink thing 
Actually, do you just do you mention what color these things are? Mm, it's like gray and white. Uh, okay, well, if I see like a gray little skinny thing in the it's woods, tall. okay. If I see a fuck, that's not any better. <laughs> no, if I see a tall. That thing white, is fucking looming. Thing, uh, it's like, and its back is hunched, and it has claws. Mm, no, no. It almost reminds me of that video. Do you remember that video we were watching the other night on Nukes Top Five? Where it's talking about how this family kept having weird things happen in their house. So they set up the camera in the living room. And the living room is looking down the hallway. And then in the middle of the night, out of the ca- the, the little kid's room, the alarm starts going off for the, um, mm. for the camera. And you see these fucking claws come like out from the door where the little kid is and then go back into the room. It wasn't... It was claws and it was also someone's face. Like it yeah. looked like it was like just a white figure with like black hollow eyes yes that that reminds me of a fucking flesh gate like that's what i think about i think about that one pink thing on the on the roof on the roof it just had a lot of sun that day that's why it was a little sunburn (laughs) a little tan it was a little tan like i'm tanning it was interrupted (gasps) oh my god yeah it was sunbathing so that's what i mean that's what i got today i got flesh gate that was my story good job good job (sighs) oh Well, your story was scary. I mean, mine mine was good. <laughs> I liked your story. Thank I liked you. your story especially because I've already seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And so knowing like some of the things that happened in the movie gave brought your story to life for me because you're describing mm-hmm. things happening in the house and yeah. I'm kind of seeing the scenes in the movie happen while you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's why your story was really good to me. Yeah. So you guys <clears throat> should definitely watch it. I don't I think it's still on Netflix. Um, it is a Spanish movie, a, yeah. a Spanish movie. The marketing but. campaign when it came out back, remember the marketing campaign for that mm-hmm. movie? This movie is so scary, was, you're not going to finish yeah, it. it. Supposedly, it was the scariest movie yeah. of all time. They had something. a good-ass marketing campaign for that movie because a lot of people watched that movie because mm-hmm. of the marketing campaign. Yeah, they're like, well, let's see. I remember reading through some comments on like articles I read. They did mention, it's like, oh my god, I remember about this. And... um. Uh, one of the, one comment said that she had to stop halfway through because it was too scary for her. Yeah. Because there are depictions of those shadow creatures with no faces sometimes in them. There's some jump scares, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. It, I, again, I don't remember how it ends, so you're it's always, better that you, you don't. We welcome. just rewatch it. Yeah. No, I want to rewatch it eventually. So let's go right now, actually. We actually Goodbye. have to, we, we should rewatch. I think I watched Headcount without you, but I think we should watch it together. What's that? Because it's actually pretty good. The movie about the flesh gate. Oh, shit. So basically, it's like Let's not, it. actually, it's not a flesh that. gate in the movie, but mm-hmm. it's like it was inspired by the these mm-hmm. urban legend, the flesh gate, where like there's an extra person in the party and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of took that character and made a movie out of it. Yeah. Well, so. It looks like both of our stories made it on the big screen. Yeah. And watch the YouTube videos. Yeah. I I like put ex- the exact name of the videos where I found them. So, so you can just type that in. Yes. Or maybe... They're fucking yeah. creepy. Go watch them. If they're real or not, still, it's really, it's really fun to me to watch these videos. And it's kind of like, you know, it's like nice to see them be like, oh, that's so fake. But it's like, it still kind of creeps you out when you're walking down your hallway at night. You're like, mm. that was fake, but it's kind of scary. Yeah. So. Well. Thanks for listening. That's true. 
Gracias por escucharnos. Follow us on Instagram at Kespuki Podcast and on Twitter at Kespuki Pod. Also, email us any story suggestions or your own scary stories at Podcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Taylor Turner for the artwork and Kyle Fields for the intro music. Don't forget to tell someone you love how, how much they mean to you. Tell Can someone... you say that part? Don't forget to tell someone you love how much they mean to you. I don't know why that always trips me up every time I'm reading the outro. And then I always forget by the next time I read the outro, so it gets me again. Mm, well, I I think really now more than ever would be an ideal time with a global, uh, yeah. a penny D. There, um, what was there? there was like 34 deaths just yesterday here in the metro area. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Not even the whole state, just the metro area from yesterday to today. Just mask up. Tell someone how much you love them, even if you even if you can't give them a hug. Except toxic family. Completely off subject. I'm just trying to spread love here. <laughs> <laughs> Alphabet Mafia signing out. Alphabet Mafia <laughs> signing out. <laughs> Bye.